seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. I'm Alicia Piazza with Custom Marketing Solutions. I'm Justin Kerr with Justin Kerr Design. And I'm Bill Parmentier with W. Parmentier Photography. And, and together we make up... Sorry, I jumped all over you on that one. Nope, it's fine. <laughs> and together we are... The, the Marketing, Marketing Essentials, Essentials team. team. So we're here today with Byron from the Riddle Room in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. And we are here to talk about unlocking the mystery of creative social media tactics. See what we did there <laughs> with that title? It's impressive. So Byron, thanks for joining us. Do you want to give us a little rundown um, for someone who maybe isn't familiar, like what your business is, and maybe uh, explain it a little bit for someone who's not familiar with this type of business? Oh, I'd be happy to, Alicia. Thanks for having me. So our business is uh, themed in the realm of escape rooms. However, we're not your typical escape room. Because of Rhode Island Fire Code, we try to focus on different tasks, such as solving a murder, uh, infiltrating the mafia, finding the treasure, something other than escaping the room. However, the basic concept is the same. So with our games, you have 60 minutes with a team of up to 10 to solve an interactive puzzle room. So basically, you're playing a board game, and you're the piece. Instead of flipping over a card to find out a hidden clue or mystery, you're opening a door or a locked box, something that's physically interactive, where you can live the story like you're the actual player. All right. That's really cool. (laughs) It is a really cool place. (laughs) So if you haven't been um, and you're not familiar with the concept, uh, that was a really great explanation. And um, in the theme of marketing. Yeah, it definitely was. And I have to say, you're really smooth. Now, have you done radio before? Yeah. No, first time. (laughs) Oh, really? Seriously? DJ voice going there, man. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) the Riddle Room thing doesn't work out. You know, we may have a spot. On, yeah, <laughs> we may have a spot for a certain. I'm di- oh, not. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, Bill's spot. <laughs> I've yeah. always wanted to be a behind the scenes kind of guy, so I guess that could work. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll go with that. But the um, the Riddle Room, it's been here for two years now, right, Byron? Yeah, we uh, had our grand opening November of 2016. Okay, wow. and so. Um, You've used a lot of different marketing to kind of grow the business, and you've used different marketing tactics, social media, video, a few other things to kind of grow the business. Do you want to jump into um, some of your recent contests on social media that you've used to help grow your business and just kind of give a rundown on what those contests were, how they worked? I would love to. So with an educational background in marketing, uh, I've always had kind of a knack for it. Uh, And with our contest, our major goal was guest interaction. We wanted to interact with our customers on another level other than when they walk in our door. So that was one of our main goals to achieve out of the contest. And we thought a contest was the best route to take because it provides some kind of motivation and incentive for the participants with something tangible that they can walk away with. So we provided different prizes all the way from tickets to merchandise to uh, entries into uh, an additional contest. So just things to get them going and interacted with our page. Very cool. Very cool. And so did you use Facebook primarily? Facebook is our um, primary, our social media, pan, our, um, 
panel of choice just because of our demographic. We skew female about 25 to 45 uh, really female. Uh, it's interesting that it, uh, is, yeah. it a big, is it a big skew or is it pretty much? Yeah, it's uh, it's about two thirds female. Wow. So we've switched most of our marketing focuses. We figure if we can reach the females, then they'll tell the males about it. Sure, that's sure. really cool that you've looked into the insights because I feel like a lot of businesses really skip over that part and they think everybody <clears throat> is their customer. And I think well, you know, pretty much anyone could come to an escape room or a riddle room. You really want to focus on the decision maker mm. and the person who's going to be booking the event, right? Oh, it's so important to focus because without a focus, you're you're wasting so many dollars on uh, potential clients that aren't really going to buy. Yeah. You know, so if you focus on your buying group with a specific message, now you're going to maximize your marketing dollars. Yeah, it's it sounds similar to um, you know in in the realty world, you know, you focus on the kitchens and the bathrooms because. Your females typically are going to be the ones making the decision on the house, and they want to they want to know what's the kitchen like, what are the bathrooms like. Sure. The rest of it, you know, is negotiable. But those are to the two key elements. So I think it's really smart yeah. uh, that you figured that out early and said, "Hey, let's focus our marketing in this area and reap the benefits." Yeah, and I don't want to go too far off on a tangent because we could talk about insights and analytics. Yeah, we could go all day on that. I know, right? There's so much out there when you do digital marketing or social media to look into. But Byron, how did you come to realize? Um, was it through Facebook analytics or website or um, insights or um, looking at your website traffic that you kind of noticed your Kind of all of the above. Uh, the Facebook Pixel is a really uh, valuable tool. Google Analytics is a must. Mm-hmm. And then um, guest feedback. We, we really listen to our guests uh, in the form of email feedback, talking to them in person after the game. So w- what works for them, what they really want to see in the riddle room and what they want more of. Nailed it. Because I think... You know, you can you can gather data from digital, but then you also can't forget that offline conversation. Almost definitely. That's what it's all yeah. about. Yeah. Very cool. And well, so for anybody, I think we used a couple marketing lingo. Um, yeah, I wasn't fast enough on the bill. <laughs> <laughs> With the analytics, <laughs> pixel. Yeah. But we'll put these links. Um, we always do like the podcast notes. Yes. Um, we'll put these links and information to these resources below the podcast. So if you're not familiar with Google Analytics and you're not familiar with the Facebook Pixel, um, you can do a little research on your own Oh, plus, or contact us. I was going to say also <laughs> don't forget the fact that it, it, it was done a while ago, but our webinar, you went pretty yeah. in-depth on the Pixel and the, um, the Facebook uh, bit for business, right? Mm-hmm. Correct? If I remember correctly, did yep. you put Pixel? I think so, yeah. We've, we've talked about the Pixel. You could do a whole podcast on that alone too. Sure, But sure. Um, that's really valuable because that would allow you to kind of switch up your marketing, like you said. So do you want to talk a little bit about, I mean, I know you could talk about contests in detail each and every one, but maybe just uh, highlight a couple of the contests that you felt worked really well and kind of like what those contests entailed. So um, the setup and the basic premise or what the, the contestants had to do. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Our two most successful contests were one where we released a picture of three different keyholes and we had the um, participants choose one of them in the comments section below. And then we had a gift contest where the participants would post a gift in the comments section of something that remind them of their experience at the Riddle Room. So both of these were really successful. The, the gift contest really tied the emotional experience that these guests had uh, and related to. So that, that really uh, created a, a wide variety of, um, of different posts. One thing I 
we definitely missed on this contest was we didn't include like this post in the, the body of the contest, which was really a shortcoming because we could have capitalized on over 100 different likes to match these 100 different contests. Wow. Sure. Mm-hmm. On the keyhole contest, it was really beneficial because we gave the guests a choice. So they, they had to pick either one, two, or three, and they didn't get to know what was behind the other two options. Mm-hmm. So it really created that interaction, suspense, and mystery. I think I remember seeing that, these that comments contest. up. Yeah, we had over 130 comments on this nice. contest in, in a couple of weeks. So it was really beneficial. Do you recall, um, I mean, I don't know if you recall like the approximate budgets that you spent for your contest, Byron, but just to kind of give people, I think 130 comments is phenomenal. Um, kind of give people the idea of the, the budget you had behind these contests. So one of um, the contests that the keyhole one where we got the uh, 132 comments, um, more more likes than that. Uh, we had a $200 budget over a month. Mm-hmm. So cool. we had it spread out on a daily budget. Um, not sure exactly what that broke down to. That's, that's a pretty reasonable yeah. amount. I mean, I'm talking about a lot of money there and the return on the investment, pretty big, you know, 130 comments. Yeah. Yeah. And within those 130 comments, some of the prizes were 20% off future tickets, 20% off merchandise and gift cards, and then an entry into a contest where someone won four free tickets. So overall, the the initial cost of the prizes we gave out was very minimal because we're just providing discounts for future and for only four tickets. So with the guest interaction we got versus the cost of the contest, it was by far beneficial. So and if... People aren't familiar with how Facebook works. As a business page, you can't just message people or invite them to like your page as a business. The user needs to initiate the conversation. And so what Byron did with the comments, when someone comments on one of your posts or your ads, that opens up the door. Opens the door. Uh, I see what you <laughs> did there. Okay, yeah. all right. So you have a conversation with that person, and so you're using social media for its primary purpose, which is conversations, um, not just advertising. And so what Byron did there is when someone would comment, there is a little thing um, underneath the person's comment that says, message this person. And that meant the riddle room could actually start a conversation with that individual user. Is that That's correct, right, Brian? Correct. Oh, and Byron, we, we commented to all 130 uh, comments that we had. So that was <laughs> wow. a little grueling. <laughs> now, yeah, is that you doing all that or do you have someone that handles the social media? Oh, that's me. That's uh, you. Yeah. Being the entrepreneur and on a small business, I pretty much wear all the hats. Yeah. <laughs> wow. A lot of businesses are in that position. Yeah, you got so. three, three others right here at the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, well, that's we true. had an intern at one point. <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah. yeah. It can be a lot yeah. to do all the posting, all the ads. And yeah. I think yeah, it's a part-time job. Mm-hmm. And you you wear all the hats not only in your handling all these tasks, and again, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but there's also the technical ability. You have to understand how to set up things like an ad correctly and use a pixel and look at your insights, but then you have to be creative. Like, I think that's why your ad was really successful because you did something different and you add it in that, well, you, you make riddles for a living, right? Yeah, puzzles are my specialty. (laughs) So creative uh, elements maybe come a little more naturally to you than some other business owners. And um, so adding in that element of interaction, which you do on premise at your location, but kind of bringing that to your social media, being creative about it, I think that's those are like key key elements 
<laughs> You're on fire she's, today. She's, getting her, she's amusing herself she's, now. She's just <laughs> on fire. People are going to turn this podcast off. <laughs> Key elements to being successful on social media because if you were just like, claim your 20% off at the riddle room, I don't think that would have been as, like, it wouldn't yeah. have gotten the attention. No, as the, much. the interactivity, I think, is key. I mean, now, obviously, you, you, know, you play off of that for what you actually do here in the Riddle Room, which is all about interactivity. But doing that in your social media was, you know, was brilliant because it does, when people engage with something, not only do they feel like they get more value out of it, but they, it's more memorable. You know, you're engaging more than just you know, one part of their brain. Yeah, and they won't gloss over it as quickly either. Yeah. We really wanted the brand of the Riddle Room to be a brand and not a company. We wanted it to be a culture where our customers interact with. And having these contests, they feel like they're a part of it. We always ask through surveys, their feedback, and, and giving them the choices through the contest. They really feel like they are, are living our brand as a culture as opposed to just being a product that they can purchase on the street. Yeah, no, that, that's great. Now, you talked about one of the successes, you know, the, the post that got 130 comments and you followed up on that. And you even mentioned like, oh, in this other post, we should have said, hey, like this post. So what, have there been things that you've tried that have just completely fallen flat? I think really the main thing that fell flat was when we tried to use social media as a revenue generating outlet. So... It, when we started looking at it as just customer engagement and not specifically revenue generating, it really started working more. Um, they need to look at your brand seven times or, or seven touches. I, I believe yeah. that to have seven yeah. touches before they actually want to purchase. So you need these fun, interactive moments that they don't feel like they're being sold because when I feel like I'm being sold a product, I'm, the first thing I'm going to do is take a step back. So you really need to engage with the customers on a different level. And some owners and managers don't want to hear that, that they're not getting a specific ROI for every single investment they're making. But when you put it together in a whole and it's part of your marketing plan, it really tends to work. Yeah, we've actually had this conversation with several different guests uh, that we've had on and you know, the subject of marketing is you don't want to come off like you're selling. It is a long-term game, you know? And game. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stop. Um, <laughs> okay. What, and, what is uh, going to do, Alicia, today? It really, I don't know. Caffeine. She's on fire today. Just caffeine. Yeah. The, the Red Bull just kicked in. <laughs> um, and you want that engagement. You, you want the, it's, it's relational. It's not transactional, it's relational. And I think that that's the point I was trying to get to. And it seems like you've really hit on that, you know, that you're not just trying to turn a buck on the social media, but make it an engaging thing for your customers so that you have that relationship with them. And they come back, you know, and they bring their friends and, you know, it's it's a long-term thing. Especially when you're dealing with a younger clientele, too. I'm assuming yours are... What, you, you talked about the female versus male, but how about your age demographic? Typically 25 to 45-year-olds are the purchasers. Cool. However, we've had 7-year-olds to 102-year-olds participate in the wow, really? So it really can be for everybody. That's hmm. awesome. I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> it's just when that happens. So the contests have been so successful, Byron. You plan to keep doing them every quarter or every so often and using social media as one of the outlets? We plan to have monthly contests, so we nice. want to do at least 12 contests a year where we're providing different levels of prizes and um, things that are 
our guests can walk away with. Okay. And in terms of like what you saw from the contest, um, I mean, I know we talked about getting the comments and the engagement, but in terms of like seeing new people come in and redeem their offers, um, collecting email or just getting a conversation started, like what kind of qualifies it as a success for you? I mean, really just the the numbers of interacting because we all know Facebook is difficult. You can build your likes up. We've reached over 10,000 likes and reaching these 10,000 people that have liked our page is very difficult because you need to boost a post to reach the people that you have already interacted with or you need to pay for an ad to reach people that you haven't interacted with. Mm -hmm. So it's just having a, a post where we can spend minimal dollars and interact with over 130 guests is is really how we we measure it right and so that's 132 comments so that's direct interaction but there's also like you probably had i don't know if you recall like the impressions and the reach but for that 200 dollars budget you you probably reached a good amount of people in the local area and again your target audience right yeah almost twenty thousand. that's awesome so you're getting that that touch point that brand awareness you're creating like a point where somebody has maybe seen it on Facebook and then they drive by or it's mentioned to them by a friend and creating that just overall, um, the touch points, which are important. So, Yeah, you got to create that awareness. Social media we consider to be the top of our funnel. We want to get them to hear about us and to learn about us through social media and then to make their purchasing decision through other marketing. Okay. And in terms of like, so the contests were one element. Um, so with the contest, I think you said you used video or were you using um, like static images? What typically, what were like the other elements of the contest or social media in general that you've used? Uh, we tend to use stock images for the startup of the contest and we really like to use the Facebook Live for if we have a contest that involves a drawing, we want to do the drawing right live in front of the video so they know idea. that everything yeah. is legit and that we're not <laughs> pulling a fast one on anyone. So, sure. And that also allows them to see us again if they come to the Riddle Room, the same game masters that they're going to go through this experience with are going to be the ones that are on the video. So it's another interaction that we can have with them. Yeah, I know that's not the same. It's a part of your contest, but um, I think a lot of like Facebook Live in general, and we use Facebook Live, we're getting better at it. Slowly. <laughs> Yesterday our camera <laughs> yeah. flipped upside down. When we don't have but, tech uh, issues, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's the tech um, guy? we got to fire him. <laughs> nah, he's cool. <laughs> um, but I think a lot of business owners are afraid to get in front of the camera, and they just want their business to be the face of you know like their logo and their, their brand, mm. and they are afraid to hop on a Facebook Live. But you nailed it too, Byron, when you said like, you know, you want people to um, see you and on social media as the top of your funnel. So when they walk in the riddle room, they kind of already know you and why. They're familiar. I, I think part of the problem with that is people are so concerned that they got to be just perfect on on a Facebook Live. or they <laughs> Obviously, to, we know, well, we know that's not true, at least for us. But <laughs> Yeah, we don't have that problem because we were definitely not perfect yesterday <laughs> during the live. So. But no, I think a lot of business owners are concerned. Well, I, I, if I'm going to get on and do a, a Facebook Live, it's got to be perfect. I don't want to mess up. I don't want to stutter. I don't want yeah. to you know, have a camera go... Flip upside down. <laughs> so how much time do you spend, Byron, uh, preparing for a Facebook Live? Not much time at all. There you go, guys. See, you <laughs> See, just do just it. it. We yeah. usually write out a small script and we either use a teleprompting app or we'll just write it on our poster board and put it behind yeah. the camera. It's just so we have all of our bullet points laid out and 
the biggest thing that we've learned from doing it a couple times is just take it slow. Yes. Take a deep breath and just try not to rush through it. Yeah, mm -hmm. breathing is important. It's like public speaking. When you do videos, forget people, you, you speak fast, you forget to breathe. And yeah. Well, we, we've talked many times about <laughs> our, our promo video early on. Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> we tried doing a teleprompter and the teleprompter was sitting in the wrong spot. So every time you looked at us on the screen, we were looking down or off to the left and it just looked unnatural. Yeah. And even our talking was not natural. Then we learned after a while, either memorize what you're doing or use bullet points like you're talking about, yeah. as opposed to this fully scripted out, hi, I am, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. bullet points Bullet points on a poster board really seem to work for us because like you said, you're not reading it, but it's there if you need it. Yes, you don't forget anything. But Yeah, and the margaritas help too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Always, or the tequila <laughs> shot, whatever you prefer. Yeah. So yeah. I want to, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about your promotions and everything, but I'd like to hear a little bit more about um, how you got into this and, and what your, which passion is here. I mean, obviously, you know, you don't just go into this kind of business on a whim uh, or maybe you do. <laughs> so <laughs> well, maybe you do. Uh, so <laughs> why don't you tell us a little bit about that? I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I've always had this knack that I just want to own my own business. And I just had these great ideas throughout my life, but I never had the capability. So about eight months before I opened the riddle room, I experienced a different escape room. And I love the concept, but I just thought I could do it better. It just seemed like it was the skin of the surface, and I really wanted to, mm. to immerse myself in this business. So me and a friend from middle school, we started it in November 2016, and we had no idea how big it would get so quickly. Uh, we've reached over 10,000 likes on Facebook, which, like I said, and we've done this with two different escape games. A lot of the other escape rooms in the area have four plus escape rooms. So the fact that we've been able to reach a larger demographic um, customer base with half the, the product uh, capacity is, uh, is really an achievement. And, and how, I'm sorry, okay. how often do you have to turn the rooms over? That was my question anyway. So ah, still your question. <laughs> uh, Typically in the industry, uh, a good room stays around for about three years. Because we only have uh, two products right now, we tend to t uh, turn them over about once every year. But we're looking to expand into a different location in the Warwick area this year. And we're hoping to open four new games so we can have them uh, hang around a little bit more and also provide more options for our customers. You, see, you also was talking earlier with us off mic about the fact that you have a traveling uh, version of it. In the works. Ooh, yeah. Or am I giving up something? Oh, no, that? not at all. We <laughs> just finished beta, beta testing our traveling game, and it is absolutely fantastic. Uh, way better feedback and positive uh, awesome. things so that than we could have imagined. Goes to someone's house or like a, a, an event? Like, how, what, how does that work? There's a couple ways we're going to do it. Uh, it can travel to your house or business if you have a large party or a large team building event. But um, the prices for that would be a little bit more than most uh, people will want to have for like a small bit, uh, sure. birthday party. But we are going to have some restaurant nights. So we're going to pick a couple restaurants in the area where we can have a room set up and they can basically sign up for an experience and also get a meal together. So it would, there'll be a, a combined price oh, and uh, it, it'll be a, a way for us to allow the customers to experience this game without paying the, the full price to get it. It reminds house. me a little bit of those uh, murder mystery dinners. Um, that you could either you know buy a kit and it gives you the recipes of how to cook the whole meal and then there's a, a script that you know it's like for seven people and you kind of follow through it and you know have to solve the the mystery and um, they even um, for a while there was a there was a short line train in Newport that yeah, ran a that. Uh, murder mystery dinner and so while you're on the train you're having dinner and then there's actors there and they're you know 
you're interacting with them to try to solve the mystery. So this sounds kind of along the same lines. It sounds really cool. Yeah, similar concept to interactive theater for sure. Uh, we're interacting with our guests. They're, they're living the actual experience. A uh, couple differences, but for the most part, very similar concepts. Oh, very cool. Very cool. So um, in terms of social media, we got to talk. I'm bringing it back to the marketing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, Way to bring us back. I, know, I love background <laughs> stories and all that. No, the background stories are key. And, uh, there you go again with the key. Yeah. Well, the stories also make Don't up a good part it. of your marketing. We talked about that a few times. Yeah. Having yeah. Like a, and I tend to gravitate towards that. It's like, you know, being able telling. to tell a good story. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've got multiple layers here because you've got, you've got the story of the rooms, you know, and the interactivity of that. But I'm, I'm always interested in, you know, entrepreneur backgrounds and, you know, where the idea came from and, you know, why this versus opening a restaurant or opening up a bowling alley, you know. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's a very different type of business, which I think is cool. And so on that note, Byron, do you think contests are something that other businesses can use in their social media marketing? Almost oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, restaurants could s severely benefit from this. I mean, if you give away one plate to someone, chances are they're going to bring a group of four mm -hmm. and they're going to, you know, there's going to be three paying customers that walk on the door that you wouldn't have had originally. Yeah. And then they... And one of these dishes is poisoned and you have to guess <laughs> which one... <laughs> No, probably not. No, no it's probably not. Not a good thing for a restaurant. Yeah. No. Yeah, all right, all right. That <laughs> works for us, though. <laughs> that would be bad. No, but I mean, it, that's really, um, restaurants have done that in the past in a non-digital way with the old fishbowl in the front with the drop the business card and mm. you, you'll win a free dinner yeah, or whatever it happens to be. Because they're smart for that very reason is they know I give away that one dish, I may get four or five more people that come along with them. Right. So why not take that to the digital, digital realm? Yeah. And so like I think with your offers, like as a business owner, you need to know your profit margins. Obviously, you don't want to be just giving away the house or is that the saying? Giving away the house? Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, giving know. away the farm. Yeah. Something sure. Like that. Um, you need to know your profit margins, but you brought up a good point, Byron, where you have to think out, you know, if I give this, what will it bring in? And a good client of mine uh, once said, if it doesn't hurt, if the offer doesn't make you flinch a little bit as an owner, then it's Chances are it's probably not a good offer. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. So that's like his uh, his his litmus test. Is that a good analogy? Yeah, like yeah, to see litmus if it's Because like some people will be like, yeah, ten percent off, and it doesn't really do well, and then they're just like, oh, Wait, well, that didn't work. Really that. Yeah. But it wasn't a good enough offer. So on the flip side, though, you don't want to go bankrupt, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Free meal for ten. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you have, you have to fit the <laughs> offer to the business, and and you know, like I was thinking, this is great for for B two C, you know. Uh, restaurants and things like this. I I don't know how a contest would work in a B two B situation. Yeah, yeah. That's that's different. Like a attorney, what <laughs> <laughs> half off your case or something? I don't know. <laughs> Win a free bankruptcy. <laughs> Maybe not that, but I think in the B two C, if you have a fun type of business or something where you can be more laid back, if you use social media to interact with people, yeah. like so, for instance, like HVAC. That's not really a fun industry, like heating and cooling. But they could do a contest where you could win a Nest thermostat. Sure. That's like a hundred sure. and something dollars, and you know you're getting in front of extra people. Or if it was a dry cleaner, you know, yeah. uh, win a, you know three free shirts or something. I mean, right. I think there's a way to to take this uh, concept, you know, that you're using really well, Byron, and extrapolating it over to other businesses. But it's it's not going to fit every single business, but definitely there are many B2Cs that could use the same same idea. Mm -hmm. Almost definitely. 
And they definitely want to focus on not only what the offer is going to be, but how to get the offer in front of their customers. Like I said, with the keyhole, it really worked with giving them a choice and they couldn't get the other two. So it really created that suspense and, and, and drive that made them you know, want to see what this offer is. And then once they, once they got the offer, they were more likely to use it because like we said, it was something better than just a 10% offer or yeah, something yeah. like that. Right. Yeah, the element of surprise. So, um, and I, going back to the keyhole contest, we want to talk about the logistics and the technical aspect of that contest. Um, so I don't know if our listeners are familiar with bots. So I'm just in, me and Byron talked about this, um, before the podcast, but bots are great integration into your social media. And essentially it's allowing an automated conversation to happen within your messenger on Facebook, um, and you can, or your website. So for instance, if somebody messaged your restaurant saying, what are your hours, your bot if it was set up properly, would pick up on that question and deliver the right answer. So it's because of certain keywords? Is that what it is? Correct, yeah. Um, Or sequences. And so a bot can be incredibly helpful for a number of reasons. And you can set them up for free. And I'll list out some of the channels that you can use. So there's things like... Oh, so it's not just tied to Facebook. It's Well, there is a limited version of automated response within Facebook Messenger, but it's limited on what you can do. Okay. So you're can, talking bots outside of Facebook? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, it's like okay. an integration into Facebook. So it's basically a software. Um, like a, it, I use ManyChat. Hmm. There's other ones out there like ChatFuel or Bot Academy. Um, I can bot. see that we're going to have to put a giant list at the end oh, of the Oh, there's so many, and they're one. popping up all over the place. Um, in the finance industry, like banks use them for customer service. So like live chat, a lot of times when we go on these major, um, companies' websites and we're talking to like AMX, you're initially, um, talking to a bot who's fielding the information saying, okay, this question needs to go to this department. This question needs to go to this department. Um, It's not like a phone tree though, is it? I'm not sure. What do you mean? Uh, He's talking about the old press one to get to this, press two to get to this. It's sort of, I, I, from what it sounds like to me is you're explaining an advanced version of it. So you're not ask, being asked to press a number, but certain words you say will key them off to going to a certain Put department. you into another branch yes. of the tree. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, so who here has Bank of America? Not me, sorry. Siri is a bot in a way. Um, it's a voice-activated bot. But Bank of America has this bot called Erica, and she's like your personal finance bot. And I can, you know, you can do a whole uh, podcast on the different types of bots out there. But they're based oh, off okay. of AI to a certain extent. Some of them um, have enough intelligence to kind of learn as they go. The bots I'm talking about for your Facebook and um, the ones you can set up for free, they just take a little bit of planning. It requires you to kind of map out what information you want to give somebody. So if they message the page um, with a keyword, so going back to Byron's contest with the um, the keys, Someone would comment what key they wanted, right, on the ad? Yep, either one, two, or three. Yep. And one of these bots would save me commenting 130 plus times. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that'd be crazy. Oh, that's cool. The amount of time I spent in those two weeks commenting on posts was unreal. And then you don't want to miss somebody because then they're going to be like, well, my friend got a response from the riddle room and I didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's even worse than not doing a contest in the first place. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Yeah. You don't want to miss anybody. <laughs> so the bot basically would interact with your ad or you can have it tied to just your messenger in general, but it brings it automatically brings the conversation. As soon as someone comments on the ad, 
into Messenger, and if they had commented, um, you know, key one or number one, then they would be given a certain message, or you could repeat the sequence. Okay. And so, in so and it then, takes care of some of the admin, yeah. But you still have the ability to interact with them directly. Oh yeah, if they start asking questions that aren't mapped out, then um, you know it, you can do a generic response like "That's a great question." We don't. The bot could say, "We don't know the answer to that," so we're going to connect you with the Riddle Room. Feel free to call, or someone will be in touch with you in the next okay. twenty-four hours. And um, you can even set up so that you know Byron would get like an email or text notification, like you have someone who ended up at this. It's like a path, you know, so this user took this path and ended up on your website. So you have a little history on them, so when you do contact, you, you can, mm -hmm. uh, you have the context of what they what they uh, had. Yeah, you can see all the conversations. Um, it's all integrated. And then um, you can also collect emails. So if you have a CRM or a MailChimp email database, if, if you make it part of your sequence, like, hey, thanks for entering the contest, we want to email this coupon to you so you have it in your inbox to use when you come to the riddle room what's your email most people will give their email for uh offer um oh, yeah. you, so then you can take the bot would know to take the email response integrate it into mailchimp oh that's very cool yeah very cool and save you a lot of time Barbara. oh most definitely that yeah that does sound like a great maybe, feature maybe you'd be able to take one of the hats off or half a hat off <laughs> that you wear <laughs> half a hat yeah. i do have a rack standing by okay all right <laughs> good nice. yeah nice so automation Again, you can do a whole bunch of uh, different automated processes for your marketing, but I think bots combined with social media are one of the coolest things out there right now, and there's different ways to leverage them. So what Byron and I want to do is kind of, he's you, as he said, contests have been incredibly successful for his business. Um, we want to build a bot out for one of his upcoming contests and kind of give the users like a, a inside look at how this bot um, is helping and you know we can share insider tips and answer questions at a later date um, that way you can decide if a bot is right for your business and how could you leverage it um, for a contest or beyond a contest but going back to the overall like social media tactics and creative tactics um, I think you know Byron we'd love to hear from you we know the contest the videos the and the interaction has been great. Are there any other types of tactics or tips that you could give a business who wanted to start using social media? Um, just kind of wrapping it up. Either go all in yourself or pay someone like the essential marketing team to help you with it because <laughs> you don't want to do something halfway with the social media. You either want to do it fully or you want to not do it at all. That's, that's a good tip. Yeah. I like that one. And a good plug. <laughs> yeah. I love that. A very good plug. And speaking of plugs, uh, all right, why don't you tell uh, everybody that how they could get in contact with you or to purchase tickets or to uh, come and visit. So tickets are purchased on our website at ririddleroom.com. And we also have an email there that you can reach me personally. And you can reach me by telephone at 401-398-8177. And we're going to put all that in our show notes also. So if anybody needs to find them, we'll get direct links there. Yeah. And Thanks I, so much for letting us come in today and you know check out the Riddle Room and uh, this has been a great conversation. Definitely a cool place. Got to come check it out. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on the podcast and I look forward to having you guys as guests. And now it's time for our shameless plug. All right, guys. So we're also on Facebook. Find us at the Marketing Essentials Team on Facebook. Um, and you can find us on our website at marketingessentialsteam.com. And on our site, you can find all our published podcasts. Uh, there's a contact form if you want to reach out to us directly. And you can also subscribe 
to the podcast through Apple Podcasts. There's a link right there on the website. And one other thing that we offer is we have a very exclusive private Facebook group uh, for people who are interested in learning more about what other people do with their marketing, other business owners and entrepreneurs uh, like Byron. And it's a great place to go and uh, ask questions, get marketing support, get some ideas, and just be part of a larger uh, small business community. And that Facebook group is called Little Roadie Marketing Support Group, and you can find that on Facebook. Yes, it is an exclusive uh, group, so you do have to get permission to join. Yeah, but you have to get past uh, Alicia, Alicia and the Velvet Ropes. Yes, <laughs> She's pretty tough about letting people in, so I don't know. I'll unlock the door. Oh, oh, we got to oh, end no. here. We got to end here. <laughs> no. I think I think the rest of us just got kicked out of the group. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. But anyway. All right. With that, I think that's it for this week. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.